Living Adventurously is brought to you in partnership with Kamut, the route planning and navigation app that helps you make the most of your outdoor adventures. Whether you're cycling, hiking, running or bikepacking, Kamut's easy-to-use technology will get you out the door and exploring more of the great outdoors. You can see where I've been exploring by checking out the highlights of my journey on Kamut. Just follow the link in the show notes. My name is Alistair Humphreys. I set out on a bicycle journey around Yorkshire to speak to interesting, ordinary people who, in very different ways, are making an effort to live adventurously. I wanted to talk about what they do, about the barriers they've faced along the way, and to seek their perspective on some of the big questions that all of us encounter in our lives. Welcome to Living Adventurously. <laughs> I've written here, needs intro music. Um, okay, here we go. Um... <laughs> Have a loop. Here's some good advice for life. When a chef gets in touch and invites you to their house for breakfast, say yes. It's a strategy that has always served me well. Michaela works under the moniker of Fit Chef, and she's a keen cyclist, hiker and runner, as well as a private chef providing bespoke cooking and teaching services to complement a healthy lifestyle. Um, this is interview via a deck of cards. Fab, okay. I love cards. Okay, take a card, any card. Any cards. Yeah, they have questions. Have they? Yeah. <gasps> They're not actual playing cards. You don't have to, you can ignore any that you want to. Well, I would say that's bollocks, really. What's the question? It says, what would you say to someone who told you that your life was becoming less adventurous? Is it or not? No, definitely not. No, I don't think I've ever been more adventurous in my life. Embracing risk and the unknown and exploring and stuff what what does the would the phrase living adventurously mean to you at the moment embracing the unknown which is a bit scary for me because i'm generally known as a bit of a control freak but yeah not being afraid of the unknown exploring every possibility and getting away and getting out as much as i possibly can finding the balance between Earning enough money so that I can explore and travel as much as I want to. That's that's the key to life for me. And what is the balance between earning enough to pay the bills and freedom and exploration? I haven't got it yet. <laughs> well, when I find out, I'll let you know. But I think ideally, I would like to do short, intense bursts of work and really cram as much in as possible to then be able to increase the amount of time that I'm away and get further away. Was that why you chose to leave an organisation and move to working for yourself? Yes, because then I can do what I want to do and I don't have to do what people tell me to do and I decide my life. It's not. There's no time frame or there's no framework that I am beholden to, which I'm not... I just... I, it's taken a long time to get here, but I know that I can't do that anymore. 
So you feel now that is your life, is it more adventurous than ever? Or is your life becoming less adventurous? It's probably about as adventurous as it's been for the last few years, but will increase now that I am settling somewhat into some kind of self-employment pattern and can look to the future more and, yeah, I don't have to have 22 days holiday a year plus bank holidays, yeah. You had a, you had a very um, adventurous childhood, didn't you? Yes. Does, did that, um, do you think that instilled in you this restlessness? Yes, definitely, because much as we lived abroad... So what, what was your childhood? Sorry, I've realised we've spoken about that, but I haven't told you microphone yeah. that. Um, my father was in the army, so when I moved back to Harrogate last year, this was my 26th move in my 37 years. So I've lived in lots of places. Um, living in the UK was fine, but living abroad was always much more interesting. And my parents would pick a country... They took my sister and I out of school for three weeks, which I'm sure you couldn't do now. But when we lived in Hong Kong, took us out of school for three weeks, picked Thailand and Malaysia and flew there, got a car and then decided, right, where should we go? And we would just drive and stop. And they'd say, this looks like a good hotel. And my mother would go in, do a usual bartering, get a really good deal, come out looking really chuffed with herself. And we'd stay there for a few days and go exploring. So yeah, that was... Always finding out the new things. Is there is there a downside to having an adventurous childhood in that you are then um, a dissatisfied, restless adult? <laughs> I think at points it can be seen as a downside when you haven't quite got your sense of direction sorted. But then when you're on a roll with something and you found something that you believe in and you want to run with, then actually that sense of unsettledness is a good thing because it drives you forward. You're constantly looking for purpose. Um, it's just the moving around can make you quite disparate and not able to, yeah, not able to settle bored easily, always thinking that change is about to happen. And when it doesn't, not quite understanding why. I was um, interesting you said purpose there because I was about to ask you about that. Are you, do you feel that, um, what, are you purpose driven? Is yes. that an important thing for you? Someone once said to me that if they could only have one word to describe me, they would say purposeful because I've got to find meaning in everything, which is exhausting. And so I've had to try and teach myself through a lot of help from some people actually and a few courses about compassionate mindfulness and things just to oh, slow down a little bit take a deep breath and realize that what you have right now this is enough you are enough everything's great and just calm down a little bit and then and then go again because you can't be on it all the time it still sounds uh, uh, alarmingly familiar to me <laughs> <laughs> but it took years and years for me to understand why I'm like this and how to manage and deal with it because it was driving me to exhaustion all the time. Nothing was ever enough. I was never enough. My job was never enough. I, I couldn't accept 80%. That's another wise thing someone once told me. Okay, like 80% is enough. 80% is a great A. <laughs> yeah, but it's not 100%. <laughs> yeah. So what is enough? Well, when I know that, 
I'll tell you, but I'm not, I'm not sure. You've got about 20 minutes to tell me. 20 minutes, what enough is? Enough is being grateful for what you have. and Rather and just, than cursing what you haven't. It's not cursing what you haven't. It's trying to find out what it is you want. Having, having everything I have right now, I am one lucky lady. Lucky lady. And every so often, daily, I remind myself of everything that I do have and how grateful I am for it. And yes, there's always things that we aspire to, to have and achieve. It's not having, it's achieving. Adventuring being one of them. I would love, I, my big, big adventure goal, dream, is to cycle from the top to the bottom of South America. I would just love to do that. And I absolutely believe I'm going to do that one day. Once I've done that, will that then be enough? Don't know. Oh, Just good anecdote, to do it. Anecdotal evidence uh, from me would suggest not. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but it, it, it's char- that's my character. I'll always be looking for more achievement. I've just got to learn how to balance when it's in the times that I am seeking what, finding out what that achievement is. So one day you're going to cycle the length of South America. Yes. Uh, when is that day? I predict, because I know who I want to do it with as well, so they've got to be in a place to be able to do it. Okay. So it's a, this is dual adventure. I predict, where are we now? Six, seven years' time. Okay. Which I know seems like a really long time away, but that person's not quite in the same work situation as I am. So, yeah. But that will that's the... That's really, but there'll be all sorts of little bits in between before that. That's just a really big one that I'd like to do. Okay. That is a good adventure to be going for. Thank you. Um, Glad okay. you approve. That's quite cool. You approve. <laughs> uh, next question. Okay. Tell me about how you find a balance between work, play, money and family. Well, some of that's dictated to me at the moment because starting working for myself, I, I'm at the moment focusing on having enough money so that i can live let alone play um so so the balance is necessarily skewed towards work at the moment right now yes Um, these things come and change and ebb and flow don't they they do i haven't been busy work-wise really delivering work should i say cooking for three weeks which could send me into mild panic but I know what I've got coming up for August and September, some of October. So that that's okay. So that then gives me chance to play. Obviously, there's no money, but I can do other things and do things that, you know, being kind to myself and spending lots of time outdoors. Did some walking with my sister. I have been to see my parents on a couple of occasions. Um, so when, when that delivering's not happening... You've just got to embrace the stuff that it is giving you time to do because you're self-employed and this is why you wanted to do it in the first place. Yeah, it's, uh, I think something self-employed people often forget about is the reason you choose to go self-employed is often so that you can buy some space in your life to do X, Y and Z. Exactly. But then the process of getting a self-employed thing up and running is often so all-consuming that you end up working harder than you did back in the office. Without a shadow of a doubt. And with Absolutely. It, without the office cakes. 
No. <laughs> and no, uh, and pension. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to end up eating the whole thing myself. <laughs> <laughs> only me now, not an office full of people. <laughs> yeah, so it's... I think it's easier when you're self-employed to find that balance. Do you? you ha- yeah, but I think you have to be... You have to remind yourself that that's why you're doing it. And... Uh, whilst this sounds this sounds very much like me, but you have to plan it in. Otherwise, the work happens all the time. I didn't want to be one of those people who, because I have friends who work for themselves, never go on holiday because they're not being paid while they're on holiday. But that's surely that's the whole point of doing this, having that freedom to be able to go and do it. So you set that time in, and no matter what happens, that time is really important and really precious. And you you go with it no matter what, no matter what opportunities arise to make money, because it's not all about money. True, very true. Um, yeah, do you find then that the, the um, pursuit of work, does it, um, do, you, do you lie in bed awake at night glad about the work you have and that you're self-employed and doing the th- this thing you want to do, or do you just stress because you you haven't yet taken over the world with it um in the month leading to being self-employed and then probably the first month afterwards as well yes I lay in bed at night thinking what have I done what have I done and I go still go through peaks now peaks and troughs now and thinking wouldn't it be lovely to know that today or would have been yesterday I'd have got however much money into my bank account the same amount I got every single month and I couldn't get anything like that but that's okay yes it's a bit scary but I'd far rather be doing this than finding myself in this is going to sound a bit harsh but it's true toxic organizations where unfortunately I wasn't senior enough to be able to make a difference and and just being desperately unhappy and frustrated yeah life's far too short for that yeah, it certainly is. Okay, uh, next question. Next question. Tell me the story of something you regret. Wowzers! Something you regret. I'm not really big on regret. I don't... I don't regret. That's good. It's too... If you, no, I, it's... This, yes, would I have done some things differently? Absolutely, of course I would. But that's shaped my life and where I am now. So there's no point in regretting it. As long as if there's things that have gone wrong or decisions that you've made in the past that aren't quite, you know, haven't quite led you to where you thought you might be, just don't do it again. Simple. Lessons learned. Yes. But you can't... I don't tend to look back too often. Yes, reflection is good. Um... And then it helps you appreciate where you are and what you've got. But I don't, I don't tend to, but I'm more look forward. Okay, so you're not, you're not regretting things, which I think is good. Tell me then, please, um, a, a lesson you've learned from something that went wrong. So when I was at school, I was convinced I was going to go to medical school and be a doctor. And I... Uh, I had a careers lesson with a, this lady, this one-to-one session, and she said to me, yes, Michaela, but let's explore other opportunities. Let's think about other, just in case that doesn't go right. And the thought of it not going right, I looked at her, incredulous, and, and was because my mindset is, was, if I'm going to do something, that's it, it's done. I will do it. And I said, there's absolutely no point in doing that because that's what I'm going to do. Um, and then <laughs> I got my A-level results. <laughs> I 
enjoy the subjects I was doing for A-level. I was just doing them because I had to, because that's what you had to have to go to medical school. And I obviously, I'm not a doctor now. <laughs> so, so that didn't go quite right. But um, so that taught me to do, really embrace and do things that you really enjoy. Don't do things because they you have to do them to get somewhere and also don't be so fixated and stubborn on something to think that everything's always going to go your way because it's not yeah so be flexible be more flexible be more explore more opportunities don't fixate on one thing and always go always always follow your joy follow your joy and that's that's yeah that's the biggest lesson i learned from that that's a good lesson yeah well being a doctor's hard work. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to sit around at whatever time it is now. Quarter past 11. Quarter past 11. On a Thursday. Yeah. Having a chat. Yeah, you'd be doing breakfast. something, a proper job. <laughs> doing something useful. A proper job. Yeah. Okay, next one. Okay. What is your favourite failure in life? I think that's quite similar to the last one. It was quite. Let's skip that one. Failure is a very negative word, don't you think? Well, favourite is a positive word. Failure. Okay. Okay, sorry. You should, can do it if you want. <laughs> should I choose security or what makes my heart sing? Tell me about a time of joy or of uncertainty. Love that. Um, should you choose security or what makes your heart sing? No. What what makes your heart sing? Absolutely. All the time. Joy. Follow joy. That's the end of that question. Tell me about a time of joy or of uncertainty. Because I think there's... well. Ideally, obviously, you want to live times of joy, and that would be great. But yes. the flip side of gambling on joy and throwing away the security is that sometimes it doesn't work perfectly, and you, then you end up with a period of uncertainty. Yeah. Which could be a positive thing, or it could be not a good thing. So I'm interested in either a time of joy you've had, um, or the opposite of uncertainty when you went when it's far from the rainbows and butterflies because this is not just a it's should i choose security or my makes my heart sink isn't just a guarantee of course you should choose joy because that way obviously everything is perfect because it involves risk doesn't it yes absolutely and no it's not perfect at all but if you're if you're striving for what makes your heart sing you'll get there and there's always there will be turbulence along the way i absolutely agree with you but security Security is nice. It's a bit steady. It's, I don't think it offers opportunity. It doesn't push you. It doesn't make you explore opportunity as much. So that's why, I, and I can say this now because this is what I'm doing now, but if, you, if I'd have met you a year ago, I was, I was doing security. That was security because it, it's safe and I get to tick my control freak box and that's, that's fine just making as much of my free time as possible but that's not enough now for me so a year ago would you have advocated a different answer to this would you have said no i still would have said heartsing but i wouldn't have been able to give you the answer as to how i was going to do that okay but you knew you wanted to do it but you weren't doing it or... yeah okay and what was stopping you doing it a plan probably or knowing exactly see i didn't know exactly what i was going to do or how i was going to do it but that doesn't matter. 
you've just got to start sometimes. It's not going to necessarily be the answer or what you're going to do forever. It's just a start. If you put, this is my dear friend, dear, dear, dear friend, Andrea, who has many, many wonderful sayings, but one of them, one of them is if you put the intention out there, it will follow. Things flow from the intention. Be true to yourself. Is that hippie nonsense? No, because she's really, she's really quite practical. She's just full of sage words of wisdom and advice. Okay. Um, so I'm interested, though, whether something like that is hippie nonsense, trusting in the forces of the universe, or whether it is that once you put a declaration of intent out there, you start making it happen yourself. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's about propelling yourself as a person towards that intention and being brave enough. It takes bravery. It does. It takes a bit of courage to say, do you know what? I'm going to change everything and this is what I'm going to do. And whilst it might, you know, might not last forever, don't know how long it's going to last for. It's going to give me more purpose and more satisfaction and more joy because it is my joy if I follow this and I at least start. Just start and then things happen. They do. It's, that's probably the hippie bit. Because I believe that then, as long as you're if you're expressing an intention in that way, you tend to bring people along with you, and if you believe in it so strongly, other people latch onto that and they want to come along. They want to be part of it. So yeah, whilst it might, there's a balance between hippie nonsense but actual fact. No, I I um I agree with all of that. It's oh, amazing. Nice. Yeah, once you, I, I'm just I like playing the devil's advocate, but I like the. No, or not I like, I've experienced many times the momentum that comes once you just start word. going to, on something, it builds and builds and, and starts gathering speed. And that, I see that time and again, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll do a couple more questions. Tell me about making the most out of life. <sighs> These are proper, deep and meaningful, Sarah Alistair, aren't they? Um, making the most out of life. Well, that that is the joy-following thing. So, following joy. Surrounding yourself with people who feed you and you feed them, metaphorically. Well, actually, in my case also, but people don't ever feed me. They, they, that's always that's the downside of being a chef. Um yeah, surrounding yourself with people who fill you up with happiness and good stuff and who you like spending time with and have shared interests with, but also who challenge you. And I think that's really important. And people who know you well enough to know when to challenge you, but then know when to support you as well. And yeah, building relationships. Relationships is the foundation of absolutely everything. And they're, they're the most important things to me, whether that's friends, family, work, relationships and communication. Yeah. And that's, I think that's making the most out of life. And yeah, not sticking, second best is not good enough. There's no space for mediocrity in life, I don't think. I'm not big Did your on father mediocrity. teach you those two sayings? What? No, no. That sounded like a proper little uh, army to speak there. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. My father taught me lots of things, but no, not those two okay. things. They jumped out at me then as that is an army phrase. <laughs> 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 no, my father taught me that there's no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate clothing. Okay. <laughs> and never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> okay. Okay, both also good good uh, wisdom and advice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do another question, He'll please. He'll probably be delighted that I actually listened to some of the things he's told <laughs> me. 
Um, if you could live life over, what would you do differently? Gosh. I think I'd have been braver in my 20s. I would have had more courage. In my, I would have liked to have had a bit more courage in my convictions when I was in my 20s. I, was, I coasted a little bit in my 20s, I think, and that was due to, it's going to get a bit personal, but due to relationships and things, and I think I should have been a bit more bold. So what, um, what advice would you offer to a young woman in her 20s trying to figure out what direction to go? Go, go with your... Try not to be dictated to or try not to be led try not to allow your thinking and your decision making to be led by a relationship allow it to be led by what you want to what you as a person want to achieve and where your goals are headed for and what's going to make you happy and bring you satisfaction and joy and where you want to be try very hard not to be too influenced by a relationship because if it's meant to be, it'll be. Another glorious Andrea saying is, what's meant for you won't pass you by. Um, and it's true. So, yeah, go with what's going to fulfil you in, you know, heart, mind and everything, but focus on the mind a little bit more in the 20s. I think I need to meet this Andrea or at least read her book of Proverbs. <laughs> She's wonderful. You'd really like okay. her. Okay, we'll do a couple more questions. Uh, done that one sorry what are you willing to sacrifice for ambition that's a really good question but i'm not entirely sure what you mean by it what do you mean for ambition um well i think that'll be different for different people but ambition in terms of your work what people think of you how rich you want to get, how famous you want to be, how successful you want to be, how whatever, versus, well, because to achieve all of those things, whether it's your Iron Man or whatever else, you have to sacrifice things, don't you? And then you have to make the choice of which things you're willing to and which things you aren't willing to. Um, well, I'm... I'm not really, not really. I'm motivated by <laughs> sense of purpose and meaning. I'm I'm not particularly materialistic. I like some nice things, but I can I don't need anything. Someone once told me that in order to be truly happy, you either have to have absolutely everything you could ever want or nothing at all. And I'd always choose nothing at all. This sounds just more peaceful. Um, what am I willing to sacrifice? Comfort would be, I could sacrifice comfort. Yeah. I don't think I have an awful lot to sacrifice in, in that I'm not prepared to sacrifice any of my relationships or friendships or time I spend with people. But I'd have no money, happily have no money. Well, that's interesting you say that because a lot of people would sacrifice relationship, blah, 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 in order to achieve win gold medals and things. So it's interesting you have the 
I don't, I'm not you, as competitive I mean, as I used to be. I used to be fiercely competitive. And I think that's one of the things I learned a few years ago not to be. Because whilst I, I like pushing myself physically, I do like, I enjoy doing that because I like to know what my limits are. Still not found them yet. I've managed to achieve everything I've set my mind to with the help of others always. Um, but I'm not as competitive with other people because it's exhausting. So I don't, I don't feel that, that drive in that way anymore. I'm competitive with myself, not as much as I used to be. Um, but I'm, I'm not, you, so much, so much stuff you just can't take with you. So you don't measure yourself against other people, like your friends, your, no. s- your sister? No. No, they're all different. All different. And they, they all value things similarly to me, I think, because that's, well, that's why we're friends and we're all in it for experiences, memories, stories. I don't need things. Because I'm not very interested in things. Like I hate, I hate shopping more than anything in the world. It's torture. <laughs> My mother loved it. <laughs> that wasn't a very good combination when I was younger. But no, so I'm willing to sacrifice luxuries, comfort, and all that. But the, it's still, I still don't think I've answered what the ambition thing is because I'm not sure what that is for me. Well, I, th- I think the not being sure and it not being a big thing is answers it for you. It's not a, it's not a relevant force in your life i do not have at the moment a thing that i need to achieve like a single thing like i want to be i don't know the next nigella lawson or mary berry or deliciously ella and stuff like that there's there's no no drive for that sort of thing i don't think i don't because i don't compare myself to other people just me that's a good place to be isn't it it's it's not as exhausting, yeah, it's, yeah, much. It, it's a nice place to be. It's yeah, good. It's a good place to be. Mm. <laughs> we'll do one more question. Okay. Hopefully not so deep. What advice would you offer to someone who has the same big barriers that are in your head and stop you getting on with things? what's meant for you won't pass you by (laughs) um seriously most people could get through life on andrea's sayings they they really could um i this this is me giving me advice though ultimately isn't it yes well finally figured it out (laughs) (laughs) finally final question you'd never have made it as a doctor (laughs) (laughs) and i'm going to go back and repeat my own advice before don't be fixated on on one thing and don't think that just because you've made a decision about something means that you have to stick with it it's okay to flex it slightly and maybe explore other things it's time to feel a bit emotional it's okay it's like it's like alistair's this is a safe space therapy session it's a safe space in the kitchen <laughs> oh yes interesting okay. yes but good. no, that's good. That's very, very helpful. Thank you very okay, much. Good. I wasn't expecting that. Well, thank you for answering my questions and thank you for inviting me for breakfast. You're welcome. part of all. It was very, very lovely to meet you. You too. Thank you.
I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Living Adventurously. There's show notes from every episode on my website, alistairhumphreys.com slash podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of your phone and pop it up on social media or leave a review with your podcast provider. It makes a massive difference. Thank you very much. To make this podcast happen, I teamed up with Kamut, the outdoor planning and navigation app that helps you explore more of the great outdoors. One of the many ways Kamut helps you have better adventures is through their highlights feature. Kamut highlights are recommendations from local adventurers in the area you want to explore. They could be a great cafe, a particularly beautiful stretch of trail, a lookout point, or a well-stocked shop. These recommendations appear on the map as highlights, large red dots for popular highlights, those with lots of additional information and images, or small red dots for highlights that have fewer comments and images. Inside the hint, the size of the dot doesn't necessarily correspond to the quality of the highlight in real life. It only indicates how many people have visited the highlight before you. Perhaps it's a little less visited and therefore all the more special. Your very own outdoor experiences and some inspiring highlights are waiting for you. Go explore more with Kamut. Head to kamut.com slash G and use the voucher code ADVENTUROUS to claim your free region bundle.